I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. I want to first thank all of you for listening each week and sending me the sweetest message. Oh my gosh, the messages, they're, the feedback, it has made me beyond grateful. Thank you so much. Hearing from you keeps me so motivated to grow and to make this podcast even bigger. It makes me want to, inspires me to find guests that we can learn from and just be so much more empowered from. I have learned so much this year from all of my guests. I've always loved to learn, but having a podcast has taken it to the next level. As most of you know, when I started this podcast, I didn't really know where it was going to lead me. I took inspired action, which is a must in manifesting, and listened to that little voice every day, laying the breadcrumbs to this magical place I call now. I wake up in the morning and can't wait to see what I can create, manifest, or make a difference in someone's life. I truly have found my passion and it feels so good. As I follow the breadcrumbs, it has led me to creating courses for kids and parents to teach them these tools about goal setting, law of attraction, getting into alignment every day to see magic, which are things I wished I had known when I was in middle school or high school. I would have made better decisions, known how important visualizing and creating my future by writing things down as if they were done, and keeping my vibration on high so I could see the magic. Remember, the magic is there every day, and if you don't see it, then it just means that you're not in alignment to see it. So to now be able to teach these kids these tools and see them get so inspired lights me up. I feel like I have been called to help kids, especially during this pandemic, to see their light and to give them tools so their life can be easier, happier, and inspire them to dream bigger. Right now, I feel like kids don't know the power that they have and that they can dream so big. And when you see that they learn that they can dream bigger, oh, it's amazing. The light bulb goes off and now the dreams just get gigantic. It's so amazing and just makes me so excited. And just the knowing, to have them have the knowing that they can be, do, or have anything and to teach them that we are so much more powerful than we know. I found my guest today from reading his book, The Power of I Am. I am such a true believer in saying I am statements. The girls and I have done them every day on our way to school since they were in first grade. We have never missed a day. This is how our I am's go. I am healthy, I am strong, I am safe, I am protected in God's white light, I am beautiful, I am loving, I am kind, I am amazing, I am smart, I am creative, and it goes on and on. We even say them in the mirror and look deep into our eyes. It was something I learned from Louise Hay in all of her books many years ago. It's powerful. You should try it. So before I introduce my guest today, if you want to be on my wait list for my next Raising Confidence course, send me an email to ashleygonner at gmail.com. I'm also going to have free classes each month on Zoom for my listeners. The first one is going to be with Royce Christian on his powerful scripting tools from his book, Scripting the Life You Want. And then I'm going to have Gary Temple Bodley and his message through Joshua, and then Ellie Molina and her intuition teachings, and then also David Strickle and the streams message and so many more amazing guest speakers that will create even more magic in your life. So please send me an email so you don't miss these incredible opportunities to learn from these gifted souls that have inspired me, and I want you to have this opportunity for them to inspire you as well. 
So send me an email so I can add you to the list so you won't miss out. Now on to our episode. Today's guest is RJ Banks. He is an author of the best-selling book, The Power of I Am and the Law of Attraction. Even through difficult times, RJ has trained his mind to think of I am with positive desires automatically. He rarely thinks of things that can shake his spirit, even when he had brain surgery and became blind. He is truly a positive force in this world. His story will inspire you as it truly inspired me to be grateful, remember life is always happening for you, not to you, and live each day in the moment and be thankful for the gifts of life. We are all here to learn and grow, and when you hear stories like RJ's, you will think if he can remain positive and look at his life as a blessing. When there has been such a hardship, then you can too. I can't wait for you to meet RJ Banks. So without further ado, please welcome RJ to the show. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for being here. I have thoroughly enjoyed. I read your book. I listened to it in the Audible too on my run. I, you know, I'm a big believer in I am. I've done done I am statements my whole since what I really have done it probably in my 30s. I knew Abraham Hicks and I studied all that when I was, you know, 30 years ago. And I've always done that. Now I have children and we have done that since they could talk. So we do all the I am statements. We have every morning our routine. We look in the mirror too. We do everything. So I'm a huge believer in it, which is why I wanted to share your magic on my show because I feel that what we speak the same language and I get excited when someone has that same mindset and knows how important whatever is after the I am is huge, right? Exactly. <laughs> so introduce yourself and I love your story and go wherever you want to go to bring it because I want you to explain your childhood and how you kind of were programmed by so your dad. So we're just going to go the whole, the whole what thing, huh? <laughs> well, a little bit, but I do want to talk about why I am statements are so powerful. And I know you just wrote a new book with a friend. So yeah, we'll go for it. Okay. Okay, so starting off now, you you were talking about uh, that you were really impressed with the fact that I learned about the power of I am back when I was a young man. And it was something that I had been programmed. I was, I can remember all the way back to like the fourth grade. My father was a huge fan of Earl Nightingale. Mm. And those of you who don't know who Earl Nightingale, it's really easy now. I love this. You can just say, Google him. <laughs> don't have to explain anything. Oh, Google right. Earl Nightingale and, you, and you'll find out. <laughs> so he had a little show every morning from like 7 o'clock to 7.05. It was just a little morning prep talk type of thing. And there was a little commercial, 30-second commercial in there at the end. So he would talk about something, then there would be a commercial, and then he would wrap it up with a summary. And so my dad would be at work, so he hired me. I get paid 25 cents a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, this is back in uh, probably 1962. Oh, how, how and so I would have to, we had a reel-to-reel recorder, and I would record or the little Earl Nightingale show, Gale show for him every morning. And I loved it because subliminally, this was programming my little brain uh-huh. to on the law of attraction and all these things. So I started learning about this stuff. And then once I got a little bit older, then of course, when you're young and stuff, everything is very physical. And, right. and I remember it's like, I almost felt like I had like superpowers because I could just like, I want a new fishing pole. I want a new fishing pole. You know, whatever it was, I would just concentrate on that. It seemed like, and then of course, you know, you'd have to plant the little seeds to mom and dad or something, but it seemed like whatever I really focused on would materialize in my life and to where I almost felt like I had superpowers when I was in fourth, fifth grade. And it's like, I want this. And then, of course, I got a little bit older. And then uh, once I got into junior high and high school, then uh, I was more interested in fast cars and fast women. So, Oh, funny. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of like went full circle until I came back around as an adult. Then, you know, I mean, life kind of gets in the way of our hopes and dreams for so many people. And we kind of get caught up in that life cycle or whatever people choose to call it. 
And so I did the same thing, but I also always kept in mind this ace in the pocket or whatever that you want to call it. And another thing that my father taught me was whatever you do, do the very best that you can with whatever it is that you have to work with. Yes. So, you know, it's like whatever I got to work with, I'm going to do the very best that I can. So I've always done that. And I'm not saying that I'm an overachiever or anything, but I always try to keep myself up on a higher level. And like, for instance, so I joined the Air Force mm-hmm. and I was in the Air Force. And now the cream of the crop, the top, the best of the best in the Air Force is the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds. <laughs> I got chosen to be one of the Thunderbirds. So I, I got to spend a couple of years. You only do it for two years. So, I mean, those are the kind of things. And it's not, I'm no different than anybody else. It's just where I focus. And to me, focus equals fuel where your attention goes, energy flows. That yes. is where the law of attraction really came to fruition. And all it all kind of came together for me is whatever I'm thinking about. So I have my little, my phrase that I always, or sentences is like, we are and attract into our lives what we choose to think, say, and believe about ourselves and our perceived reality. Yes. And if you think about that, that is so totally, totally true. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of, you know, one, another popular common saying is you can choose to be a victim or choose to be a victor over whatever it is in your life. And, you know, I'm human like everybody else, and we all have our stumbling blocks in life and everything. And so mine was a brain tumor about six years ago. Now here, I had gone through, you know, I I spent many years, I spent 12 years in the Air Force. And, um, and, you know, and that was a great career. I enjoyed that. Then I was in the music business for a while and really enjoyed that. Fun. And that took me to Los Angeles and I was there for a long time. And then when I was in Los Angeles, that's when I got married. And so I was a, a radio DJ down there at that time. Oh, because your voice is that, because you do the voiceovers too, right? Yeah, that's what I do for a living now. Yes, I love it. So it was so I'm down there and I'm having a good time and this is in the nineties. And so, you know, I'm on the radio and I'm running around with all these rock and roll animals and <laughs> riding my Harley. I had hair down to about almost oh, down funny. to my back, riding my Harleys up and down with Motley Crue and Poison and all these other. Oh my gosh. And just having a good time, you know? And so then I fell in love and I got married and between my father and my soon to be wife is was you know the it was you know you're gonna have to change your lifestyle now you're gonna be married you're (laughs) gonna be a father you got to do more than just play records for a living so I went back to school and I became a diagnostic imaging specialist and so it used to be x-ray now is you do x-rays and MRIs which is magnetics and ultrasounds and so they just call it diagnostic imaging specialist right that's what I did and I worked my way up through the ranks And I was actually up in Seattle, a town Mm -hmm. that we shared. And uh, I was the head of radiology at a big hospital up there. Now, I had done everything that we are supposed to do within that box of, quote, success. I was actually in a town. It was outside of Seattle where I was was, uh, in a town called Gig Harbor, which was about 40 minutes outside of Seattle. I have listeners that live in Gig Harbor. Oh, hi, everybody. I used to (laughs) work at St. Anthony. (laughs) So... While we were there, I mean, you know, right next to the hospital, I was here. I'm the head of radiology. I got a beautiful multi-million dollar house at the Canterwood Country Club, which is two miles away. And I'm 15 minutes away from work. I got a four car garage with Jaguars, Mercedes, all this, taking my wife. We're going to Hawaii, taking cruises and just living the life and doing what I'm supposed to do here. I'm successful. I've done it all. Then one day I woke up and I didn't feel good. And I f- <laughs> remember on the Wizard of Oz when uh, Dorothy's on the bed and the town's war- the yes. house is whirling. She looks out the window and she's like, Auntie M, it's a twister. That's exactly how I felt. I was sitting at my desk and all of a sudden huh. my head was just like, what the heck? And I fell off of my chair. I'm holding on to the side of my desk leg. Oh my gosh. Just feel like I'm just like tumbling through space. And I had, uh, it's called vertigo. I had severe vertigo onset. And so, of course, rushed me to the hospital. And 
now I get to get the uh, the CT and the MRIs, find out I have a brain tumor. And wow. the nice thing about, or the, the, the not the nice thing, but uh, not only am I told I have a brain tumor, I'm told I have an inoperable brain tumor. So it's like, okay. So now this is, do I want to be a victim or do I want to be a victor? Right. This is where that comes. It's like, okay. Yeah, I boohooed and I went through this like, huh, well, you know, they'd say, yeah, you got about uh, maybe 10 months, year or so to live before it'll overtake you. Oh, my God. I was like, okay, wonderful. So to take it up to a point, of course, I couldn't work, lost the house, had to turn that in. My wife and I went our separate ways. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, so pretty much that whole get the carpet yanked out from underneath you mm-hmm. type of thing. Everything all happened at once, wow. or, you know, within a very, very short period. You know, here I'm thinking life is luck, you know, just right. lovely. And I'm cruising along doing everything. And then, bam, just like that. What am I doing? So now, you know, I'm waiting for surgery. Or actually, I had a friend of mine. Luckily, I was in the medical field. So I had a lot of friends in the medical field. And so we found a doctor. And he said, okay, I can get into where this tumor is. He says, I've done three procedures. I've found a route. I've done three so far. And all three of them are still alive. Oh, my gosh. So if you let me cut on you, (laughs) you'll be number four. He says, and I says, okay. And so before I did, I had to sign a bunch of waivers saying that if I do, because I had, and normally when you go in for like a, whatever surgery, you know, appendix or non-selected, thank you, or anything like that, then you probably have about a 3% chance of dying on the table. Wow. If you get up to close to about seven, eight, 10% chance of dying on the table, most surgeons these days will turn it down because they're more, as the surgeon that did my, he says, these a you know, what's are they're more concerned about their batting average than saving lives is what he says, wow. because you can go online and you look up, you know, and it's like, yeah, he's had six people die on the table in the last three months. I'm not going to let him cut on me, you know? Right. So this is what, how, this is how surgeons are. A lot of surgeons have chosen to select who they're going to work on. So this guy's like, well, okay, I just had to get legal counsel and I had to sign papers saying that if I do in fact live, because I only had my chance of dying on the table were? What? 73%. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I had less than a 30% chance of living. Huh. But so you had a like, positive hey, attitude all this time? You were like being- well, What do I got to lose? <laughs> okay. And your wife, and she left you during this time too? Well, she was already, yeah, she had already gone. I was okay. living with my mother now, her and my son, they were in an apartment. Oh my gosh. So, uh, okay. So you're, yeah. you get the operation. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So we do it all. So I get the operation and I remember laying there in the recovery. First of all, thinking I hear voices, I hear voices. Am I alive or am I dead? (laughs) And then I I remember hearing my nephew's voice. I went, wait a minute. That's my nephew. He's alive. So I know I'm alive. Oh, funny. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I had the worst headache in in a long time because they actually had to do what's called an internal decapitation where they actually cut oh. the head off on the inside. I won't get to the graphics of that. because. Oh. So anyway, it took a while for me to adjust physically, emotionally, and the fact that when they when they cut into my brain, they cut through my, my occipital lobe, which is your visual cortex, which is your visual processing center. Mm-hmm. So that is has caused me to be visually impaired or blind or whatever you want to call it. Now, to me, blind has always been hundred percent. That's blind. Right. You know, if somebody can see something, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I don't like to call myself blind. Mm-hmm. So I just say I'm visually impaired and it's really, really challenging for me to see. But, you know, back then, back in the olden days, you had a stick and some braille bumps to read. Nowadays, right. I you hear all these voices and stuff. These are all computer programs that are all telling me different things to do on my computer. There's very, very, very little that I cannot do now that I used to do. I can do everything. I love to cook. I love to do everything. It just takes me five times longer, but I do everything except for drive. But, but, but. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Well, my neurologist two months ago, I'm a veteran 
Mm-hmm. So the VA is my medical, uh, my medical place. So my, anyway, my, uh, my doctor out there at the VA hospital, when I was at the scene last time, he goes, Oh, he says, you want a car? Oh my gosh. No. And I go, excuse me. I thought he said I won a car. <laughs> he goes, I go, excuse me. He goes, do you want a car? I go, you know, I'm thinking, is this guy being a smarty show? Right. He goes, he goes, no, we got a thing down saying that the VA is now putting a program together where they're testing out these satellite driven driverless cars. Oh. And they sent letters out to some of us doctors to say, if you have any patients that you feel would have the cognitive skills and would like to be a volunteer for the program, Mm -hmm. then give us their name. So he asked me, I said, heck yeah, I'll take a car. So I will be getting a car. So I will be driving. Oh, cool. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. What I'm going to do is Cabo is my guide dog and she's 80 pounds. She's a yellow lab and a golden retriever mix. So what I'm going to do since I don't drive is I'm just going to put the dog in the driver's seat and then also (laughs) in the passenger seat so I can flip people out. Oh, funny. Oh, I have two golden retrievers and I used to have a golden retriever and a lab mix too. Oh, did you? So those are my babies. I love that. Oh, how sweet. So when you, after you, you wrote the book that I was speaking about, the I Am book? Yes. The Power of I Am? How many years ago? Now that book, I wrote that book. So I'm waiting to get surgery. I'm told I don't have, you know, there's nobody that can do it. That whole story. I'm at my mom's house living with my mother now. And. And you're how old? Pardon? How old are you at this point? 56. Oh, wow. 56, 57 around. Okay. And so I was just sitting there. I've got really bad vertigo. I'm on medication. I'm waiting to have surgery or find a surgeon or whatever. And so this is where that, do I want to be a victim or do I want to choose to be a victor? So it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to choose to be a victor over this. I've always been a victor over everything. And I've always done the best I can with what I got to. Well, well, now I got a brain that doesn't want to work too good, but this is the best I got to work with. So I just need to keep myself going. So this is a cognitive choice of mine to, I'm not going to lay here, roll over and just let this take me over and kill me, which is, I mean, when you're sitting there told, well, you got an inoperable brain tumor and you know, and every day I'm throwing up, I've got vertigo. I mean, life is just, and you got to remember everything just, just not to very too far, but uh, are you familiar with the story of Job in the Bible? Yes. Well, that's what a lot of people call me is like a modern day Job. Just like, wow, you had everything and then it just all got yanked out from just like that. Everything is gone. And so I'm sitting there And now I was like, what am I going to do? I got to keep myself going. I'm going to push myself and keep myself going and be a victor over this. So I started writing little affirmations for myself. Like Mm -hmm. I am a victor. I am strong. I am this. I am that. And so then to keep myself motivated, you know, as you know, being a coach and stuff like that, when we inspire ourselves or when we inspire others, we inspire ourselves. Yes. And I've always kind of been that way to where when I'm out there inspiring somebody else, I kind of, you know, you pick up that juju yourself. Yes. And totally. so, like, so what I did is I put a little, I was on Facebook. It's like, let's put a Facebook page together called LOA Affirmations, Law of Attraction Affirmations. And I started posting little daily affirmation things uh-huh. up on my LOA Affirmations site. And then it just started steamrolling. Then I'm sure you're familiar with Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer got got involved with me and we started started making little daily affirmations together. Next thing you know it, I've got five hundred and thirty thousand followers on Facebook. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Awesome. And I get to inspire these people. Right. And so then a publishing company got a hold of me and they said, Hey, we like we like what you're doing on the web there. Would you be interested in writing a book? And so I'm like, why not? So I wrote a book that the book, the power of I am and the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And so that book 
has really kept me going because because of what you know you know it's inspiring me but it's inspiring other people's and the inspiration that it gives to other people it's almost like that locomotion it just keeps going and it just keeps keeps uh keeps building and building i wrote and i did write another book with dr nongard last year in 2020 Uh and that has a lot of the same philosophies and of course my principles and philosophies on the power of I am, but there's also a couple of other things that we've kind of taken it and gone a little bit further with that as well. So now it took me a few years. Like I said, it's been six years now since the surgery. Mm -hmm. And so first couple of years, it was, I was more just in the recovery and rehabilitation of learning yeah, a whole new life, a whole new yeah, way a of whole living. New life and a whole, whole wow. new everything. As you see, my old life being a Washingtonian, you can mm-hmm. see behind me. There's the the footprints. Yeah, because the in foot. Washington we have Bigfoot up there. Right. And I've I don't about you, but I've had so many encounters with Bigfoot ever since I was a teen. Uh, uh, Fourteen years old was my first encounter. Oh my gosh! That's a whole nother TV show or a whole nother show. I'm sorry. <laughs> When you're recovering those first two years, when you say, you know, like adjusting to a new way of life, yeah. are you just constantly telling yourself, I am strong, I, I am, you know, healthy, I can see all those things. Are you doing that? Or are you trying to just get together and get your life on track? At that point, honestly, for the first couple of years, I really don't recall much I remember they're laying there a lot, just kind of in the the dark haze, just wondering. I mean, there's a lot of emotions. I went through, and I can share this if you have anybody else going through this. I laid there pissed off at God going, why the hell didn't you just kill me when I was in surgery? Mm -hmm. Now you're going to make me live here. I can't even move my head. You cut my damn head off. Now I got to lay here. I'm in constant pain. I can't see nothing. And what the heck am I, why are you doing this to me? And that, and I was, I really, really went through that for quite a while. And again, that's that thing where you straddle, am I going to be a victim or a victor, a victim or a victor? What was the breaking point? Where did you have hard? What got to me is I got an IM. Is that what we call them these days? I got a message, a text or whatever. Oh yes. A message, a text from a lady in Boston that said, I found your website on Facebook. I downloaded your programs and everything. It says, and I want to talk to you about my daughter. She's autistic. So anyway, so she sent me a thing and her phone number. I thought, okay, I'm going to call her and see what's going on. You know, because mm-hmm. again, it's, you know, something about her daughter, what's going on. And so I called her up and she was almost in tears that I called her. Oh. And she goes, I just want to, And then she brought me to tears when she told me what she told me. She goes, she says, I have a, I think she said she was 11 or 12 year old daughter who is autistic Uh because she has all of her life. She never talks. She lives in her own little world. She is completely closed off to everyone and everything. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that she does to communicate with me is like for hungry or something like that. And she said, I got your program, one of your programs, and I started listening to, because I have on my website, I have these uh, audible affirmations programs for different various things. So she had downloaded a couple of programs and she was, she said she was sitting there listening to them. And then her daughter came out of her room and sat down right in front of the, whatever Uh. she was hanging on and just sat there listening to my voice and was getting all excited listening uh. to what I was saying. And then when she stopped, she went, mm, you know, to get her mom to play right, to do it again. And oh. she would, she says in the last couple of weeks now, she says, I don't forget how long it was. She says, but my daughter, she says, she is starting to open up. She's starting to communicate and talk more. Wow. And she just loves your voice and she loves listening to your affirmation. And I'm sitting there just like, oh, yeah. and so that was God's way of saying, this is why I did this to you. Yes. Okay. Oh, that I you love that. That's fun. the magic. You went on your cruises. Yep. You had all your fancy cars. Yep. You did this. You did that. 
now it's time to get down to what you're put here on this earth. Right. To do. Oh, that and you're going to make me cry. Inspire and to help others. Yes. And so from oh. that point on, I said, I know what I'm doing. And that is what turned me around from being wow. a victim to a victor because I'm like, I mean, not that, that I've always have been, but that was, you know, it's been a challenge, but that just took me from this level of commitment to an unlimited level of commitment. Yes. And now, I enjoy my life so much better now. And I know a lot of people won't understand this and that's fine because I never understood it either. When I was, you know, we are so programmed that, that, you know, we just have to work hard and the early bird gets the worm and you can't miss the opportunity. You got to do this. And success is measured by how many things you have and all, you know, it's all material, all this And that is what I bought into. And that's what the majority of our society, our culture is bought into. That's what success is. Right. And here I had 4,000, almost I had 38,000 something square foot house. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And it was my wife, my son and me. Wow. Well, and I had offices and then I'm a musician. So we had the, you know, I mean, but, but it's like, it was so big. And then, of course, huh. the four-car garage with all the very, you know, I had Jaguar convertibles and Mercedes, all those things. It's like, I'm making a boatload of money, so why not? I'm, this is this is what we're supposed to do, you know, have luxuries right. in our life. You know, if you turn on Tony Robbins or any of these other gurus on TV that tell you what success is and stuff like that, and that's what I was doing. And then... Again, not to get all religious and stuff, but I really think, you know, I believe that there is a higher power up there and there is a universal power that just brings us all together. And it's like, no, we need to work together, you know? Mm -hmm. And so maybe if I do this to this guy, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, I've. Oh, go ahead. No, I just, I've interviewed a few people that are mediums or people, you know, have intuitive psychics, people that kind of see this bigger picture and it's kind Uh of opened my eyes to that. And I've always believed in, you know, we choose to come here and we have a path that, you know, we've, you know, chose before to learn and grow and expand and, you know, become a higher level of a soul, right? Mm -hmm. Do you look at your life like, you know, like you do believe in God and you do like you came down and you chose to experience the richness of the life, you know, all this material abundance. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden this had to come to you for your soul to expand and understand the real meaning of life and what really brings you up to the vibration of where this whole brain tumor is now going to inspire all these people. I mean, you've inspired me and it's just touched me to think, you know, look at this, look what you are embracing. I mean, to not be able to see and to go through what you did and know that this is your life, but you get to inspire people and you get to like read these books and speak and your voice is amazing. And what you get to do, like you are here for this path, you know, like, it's like mm-hmm. you had that Y in the road. I always say like the yellow brick road and you come to the Y, right. you know, we have free will and, but you didn't really have the free will to choose if you're going to have a brain tumor or not, you know, but you wait, but okay. wait, <laughs> time out. I did have free will. Okay. Now the way that I look, the way that the universal power works, God, Yahweh, whatever you want to call it, everybody has a different name and a thing is God gives me a situation, Mm -hmm. but he gives me free will to do whatever I want to do with that situation. Yes. Now, I had a brain tumor. For whatever reason, I don't question it. It is what it is. Maybe somewhere along my line, I willed it to myself. I don't know. Maybe it's something before I manifested into this body. It's like, hey, let's do this and then make me sick. And then, you know, right. So God chose the situation, right? but he gave me free will to be a victim or a victor. That's why I say the free will comes in and we have a choice. Mm -hmm. And how many people choose that side of the the road? Most people choose being a victim. And I don't want to say it's the path of least resistance, but it is easier to boohoo and feel sorry for me and you get coddled and you get a lot of attention and 
I'm not saying that I haven't maybe pushed that a little bit in the years past when now and then whenever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I need more soup, mommy. <laughs> oh, I but that. no, I do agree with you. But that I really think that that choice thing is something that we do that we do need to I think if people focused on that more Mm-hmm. then I think their life, they could be more, I don't want to say in control of your life, but in control of your life. Right. That makes or in control sense. of your thoughts. The, you know, the, you, your thoughts are so powerful, which is why oh, yeah. you, I am statements are, you know, so powerful because you're saying that and you can change everything with mm-hmm. the words that you say that are right after I am. And I am a, such a, it's so ingrained in me and my family that we can't say anything negative because we catch each other. Yeah. And it's, it's not even, I mean, it's just second nature. And when I am teaching these kids now to learn how to do I am statements and try to change their thoughts that they think all the time. And, you know, we think what 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day and they're all basically the same. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and you think, wow, you know, what if you changed a few of those <laughs> to yep. be like empowering and like, whoa, you know, what could your life be like? Like you could just completely shift. And when you read the science behind it, you know, when people think it's all like law of attraction and, you know, but it is all through the Bible. And that's what I love about your book, because you reference a lot of these, you know, it's all about the Bible. You reference Joel Osteen that uh-huh. I love because I just love Joel Osteen because he does all the stuff about the power of I am. Yep. And yep. I love that all those sermons. But, you know, when you think about if you look back at the Bible and all these Bible verses are all of the things, the thoughts you think, you know, the words you speak. You know, all the I am, I am is God. And I love that. So go on. We just go a little bit on the science part, just so people can understand that. Because I really think that's an amazing, I love that. It kind of gives it validity when people think you're talking like outside of their, you know, whatever land. (laughs) So yeah, the scientific side of the law of attraction is something that a lot of people really don't realize, but it is really so, so, so amazing because we have so many hormones that are, that, and, and, and all these, all these going around in our brain and in our whole body. And as you know, like adrenaline and cortisol, those are stress hormones. So then those are from, you know, when we need to, what do they say? You know, like fight or flight. Mama has to lift the car to get the baby up. She's got this super sweet. That's all from adrenaline. And then cortisol is what they call a stress hormone. Well, we also have these other wonderful hormones in our brain, which are our feel good hormones, which are our happy hormones. Now, I always look at like, why don't we put it on here on life? I want to be happy. I don't want to be sad. So let's be happy. And being a happy life is, you know, you inspire and, it, and it's contagious to other people. So what makes you happy? And I even in the book, I talk about this. When you're happy, what are you doing with your face? Your face is smiling. When yes. you're smiling, you have these things. It's called serotonin and all this gets released into your brain and they're just like, they're like happy hormones and they just, they make your life better and they make life happy. And again, with the law of attraction, you know, I always say that where your attention goes, energy flows. Mm -hmm. And so if you're focusing on all negative, then you're going to get more negative. So what I do when I'm even, it doesn't matter What's going on? I have to bring myself to be happy. Yes. Because if I've got something going on in my life that's not so good, again, choice, victim, victor. Right. Nope, I'm going to choose to be a victor over this. I'm not going to let it bother me. You know, it's like, okay, yep, my wife left me. My house got foreclosed on and I'm dying. (laughs) Okay. Geez, that's a big one to chew. Am I going to let it bother me? Am I going to be happy? I'm going to choose to be happy. And of course, people are like, you're crazy. No, I'm happy. And I want to be happy. If I'm going to die, I want to die with a smile on my face. Yes. So, Like, do you sometimes say fake it? Even if you're like, just try to say I'm happy. That's what I say. to Like, even if you're really struggling, just say I'm happy. Like, see what happens. Well, here's what you got. Here's what I taught my, I I learned about it. And I tried it. Well, you say fake it till you make it. Yeah. Okay. Your 
brain knows that when you are smiling because it ignites all the synaptic channels right. and all the dendrites say, smile. And so you smile. Now, when all those muscles get into that position, that also sends a signal to your brain saying, we're happy about something. doesn't right. matter what we're happy. We don't have to be happy about anything, but it just knows that with the mouth formed in a smile that we are happy. So it starts releasing the serotonin, which makes you happy. Yes. So if you're if you're having a cruddy day and life's not that good, fake it till you make it. Yep. This is called a pen or a pencil or whatever you have. And if you just go like that, uh-huh. you're smiling. Yeah. Your, oh, I love your that. brain does not know that you have a pen in your mouth. Right. It just uh-huh. knows that, oh, those muscles are all f- triggered. There's 70, I forgot how many muscles in your in your little mouth, in your face right here. But when they're in that smile configuration, it releases serotonin in your brain. As crazy as that sounds, but that is the scientific side of it. And right. that's what it does. So yes, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. But But it is so, now you talk about the beliefs and stuff, but that whole where your retention goes and the energy flows. Now, One thing, I just wrote some more affirmations. I have a couple of different things. If people go, if you go to that Facebook page Mm -hmm. and go, it's, you know, Facebook forward slash and just go LOA affirmations. There's, I post stuff up there pretty much every day or every other day, depending on. Oh, I love that. how, How I feel. But I just, you know, I have another one. I just posted one up right now. And my thing now is, okay, the I am, I've been preaching I am since, you know, 2012, I think. Right. And now I'm more, I don't want to say more on, but my focus is on where our energy flows and what we do to keep it flowing. On high a vibration. Of, thank you. Yes. Kind high vibration. Point. Okay. That's what I, the more you are aware of that and the more you know how to keep it high, exactly. then you bring down when you're, you get down to the, you realize, oh, here we go. We're dipping down. Yep. And then you're like, you are more aware. There's an awareness there. Put a pin in your mouth, and, pen in your mouth and smile and bring it up. But <laughs> I make, I, I make my girls smile every morning before they put their feet on the floor. Good. Cause I said, you're telling your brain you're happy. So just smile. And exactly. I think that's powerful, you know, and I love that. So good. You know, when you think people, you know, when I say, you know, if you're learning how to, oh, I'm, I'm not smart or, oh, I'm fat or I'm not, you know, I don't have enough money. Okay. Let's learn how to switch it up. So when I'm first teaching that it's, I love it because it's, I am abundant or I am flowing into abundance easily, you know, and it's not, I will be, you know, it's like, it's everything is like, no, I am. We are now like exactly own it. Yep. Yep. None of this. I'm going to be, I will be, I'm going to, nope, 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 nope. And there's a disease out there that's worse than Corona. It's called <laughs> the Yabbit's disease. Oh, funny. <laughs> because when you tell it, it's like, oh, no, yeah, but this is the, yeah, but that, and they come up with excuses. Yeah. It's like, no, no, yeah, no. but disease. I am this or I am that. Right. Yeah, but it's so right now, with speaking of Corona, with everything going on and all that stuff, a lot of people, their lives are just turned upside down. People are broke. People are not making money. People are not working and all kinds of stuff. So we need to be resilient. Mm-hmm. So, I just posted uh, this morning, actually, a new affirm. Oh, boy, that's awesome. Are you into to like angelic numbers? Yes. Oh, I'm totally. What is it? Okay. I have 333 people that have just loved my post. Oh, sweet. I love 333. We, all, we do 444, 555. Yep. 123 is a number for me. It's like a, we're a family. We'll yell out 444 or 333. I do the same thing. I'm going to start, I'm going to start and start texting you now. And I'm like, bah, bah, bah. so I just made a new affirmation sheet for resiliency because people have to you've got to be so resilient right now because Mm -hmm. we keep getting knocked down in every way i learned how to be resilient trust me (laughs) oh no kidding i am the king of resilience take it from you so i have it over here so i'm gonna i'm gonna look at it with this i don't it's on the computer 
And so they're just a couple of affirmations. And I always say my affirmations out loud. You can do, like you said, you know about the mirror work and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, and this is on my LOA affirmations Facebook. Oh, good. Okay. So it says, I am now rising above all that has been holding me back. I am now choosing to discard all undesirable people and things in my life. I am aware that nothing is permanent. I am aware that I have choices in my life. I am now thinking new and desirable thoughts. I am always learning something new every day. I am now creating new habits for a better and happy lifestyle. I am aware that focus equals fuel. I am aware that where my attention goes, energy flows. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so, you know, it's just one of those inspirations. It just hit me. It's like, these are the affirmations that I need to. Yes. Yeah, I mean, always for myself, but I know that these are going to make a difference for other people because, you know, I have family and I have friends and stuff and I hear what's going on with so many people and it just, your heart bleeds for them. It just goes out and it's like, so we just got to be resilient. We can get through this and just know that nothing is permanent. We're going to get through this. And I'm always focusing on what is going to make my life better, going to make my life happier because I can't really give away something that I don't have. Now, abundance, when I say abundance, I'm not necessarily talking about money. Right. You know, I can have abundance of love. And that's, you know, I didn't, I'm an old 60-something-year-old guy. So I grew up with the Beatles. And we had a song back then, all you need is love. Yes. La, da, da, da. <laughs> so I'm from the hippie love generation. Yes, I love that. And it works really, really good. Yes. Do you have like a routine? Do you get up and do your IMs? Do you meditate? Do you have to set your vibration or is this natural? It just that you just know how to get there. You know, I used to, I had to get myself into a routine and it took a couple of years, but now I pretty much have the same routine and I don't have to think about it. It's just one of those autonomic things that just turns into this is my life now. Right. To where I, you know, it's like, remember when you're a kid, when you tell you, like, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep it. <laughs> now I get up and it's like, today is an incredible day. Success, abundance, and prosperity have naturally found their way into my life. And I happily share these, gratefully share these things of abundance. And I happily share them with many others so they can have happiness as well. I mean, I can... I know I stumbled up on that one. But yeah, but, you, you just yeah, get up and, then and I'm that's like, your I'm thing. I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm loved, I'm secure, I'm worthy, I'm forgiving, I'm forgiven, I'm confident, I'm courageous, and I'm excited about today. This is the affirmation that I I, I have it printed out too, and it's also on my page there. If, uh, if anybody oh, good. wants to download that. Yeah, there's a lot of things. And then being the person that I am and being the way that I am and, I, I, and stuff, my brain has kind of like, really weird. So sometimes I write things that people don't understand, <laughs> but I do it to be funny. Oh, funny. So today I wrote one. I'm going to read it to you real quick. It's up okay. on the thing. It says, I think I like what I think I'm thinking about thinking about, <laughs> which means you understand what I mean. Yes. I like what I'm thinking about thinking about. Yes. So on the thing I wrote, focus equals fuel. The more you think about not wanting to think about something, the more you're thinking about the thing yep. that you don't want to spend time thinking about. Exactly. So stop thinking about the things that you don't want to stop thinking about. Start <laughs> thinking about the wonderful things you desire. Oh, now, in the, in this, yes. There's one more point I want to put that I think is very important for people is, oh, maybe not for them, but I know it, it, it's really made a difference in the way that my mind works and the way my mind thinks. Right. Because we're taught, oh, this is good. That's bad. This is right. That's wrong. Right. So when you, and I mean, you know, basically, yeah, that's good. But when you start getting into the adult world, okay, Christianity is right. Buddhism is wrong. By whose standards? What is right and what is wrong? So, and I'm just using that as one of many, I mean, you can go as far as you want to go. Right. With what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad. So I've kind of adapted the words you said, start thinking about all the wonderful things you desire. So to me, I have kind of gotten away from right and wrong, good and bad. And I use the word desirable and undesirable because mm-hmm. I have undesirable things in my life, but I can turn those undesirables into desirable things. And yes. desirable thing is something that is full of love that I can use for myself, but I can also share with others. Yes. So, it's so important. The words, right. And so yeah, saying again, want, it goes to the words. So it's like, 
when I do my my affirmations to the things that I that I desire or I want, then that's when I use is the desirable. And you know, one thing that when we talk about the law of attraction here and talking about young people, you know, like I said, I really enjoyed when I was really young because I was liking getting those things. But now back when I was growing up in the 60s, it's a lot different than it is now. And Mm -hmm. I really think now more than ever, having a very conscientious law of attraction mind Well, for everybody, but I mean, especially for youth, like you said, you're teaching your kids right now. That is such a wonderful thing. And I really think, and I know when I teach people about the law of attraction and stuff, a lot of people stop at the material thing. And what I try to teach the people, what I say to people that I work with is I say, okay, what is it that you want? And as soon as they say what they want, what their desire is, I Mm -hmm. ask them why. Right. And then I say why. And I have asked somebody why like 20 times and they keep, and you keep going down and keep going down and keep going down. And it's like, because the law of attraction, when it's a true desire from the heart, Mm -hmm. it's like the universe just opens up and just rains it down on you. Oh, you want to, I want to cry. You make it so true. It's like, I, I'm living that right now. And I think that's why it touches me so much because I, you know, I, I opened my starting this podcast. It was, I knew the why there was such a strong why I didn't know how to do it, but I knew like, here I am what 51 years, I'm 52 now, but you know, when it started, I was 51 and I'm like, here I am 51 years old doing a podcast. Like, who am I? Like, what am I doing? And then it just evolved into like, I didn't miss a week. You know, I'm into now 44 weeks Uh and it's come to this place where everything's like this whole light, this opening, like you said, it's like, here we go. Like, Ashley, this is it. You're, you found your purpose and this is, I'm going to give it all because you're living in this place of high vibration because you're so excited and you're giving back and you, (laughs) you're changing people's lives and you're seeing a difference in these kids. And it just, it lights me up. I can't, I get up at four in the morning because I, I can't wait to see how they've changed and what they, you know, the different thing. Oh, (laughs) but it is, it's like when people get that and you're opening your heart to this high place and you're happy. I said, just be happy. That's all I care about. You know, like you said, just put the pencil in your mouth, (laughs) like figure it out, but that changes everything. (laughs) And then when people get that, you know, and it's just so simple and it's just this place of, you know, that a place of living in abundance of life and love, you know, and if you can live in that place, you know, here we are in this place, we're going to live and it goes by so fast, you know, like for you to have half of your life, you know, where you could see, and now you're going to live the second part of your life where you can't see and have this whole different experience. You know, what a, you know, let's enjoy the moment. I mean, if anything, I hope your story shows people, you know, you can be woe as me and do all these things, but geez, have an attitude that you are, you know, what can I do and what can I give each day and who am I? And, you know, even if you have to fake it, you know, let's fake it. That's right. Don't be down the victim road. I'm sure you're familiar with Murphy's Law, right? Yes. Okay. Everybody's familiar. Well, I have a new law. It's called Rob's Law or Robbie's Law. (laughs) It's whatever can go right will go right if you choose to let it go right. Because it really is. It's that choice that we make. And the limitations that we put on ourselves are, and that's the yabbits. And I've already had, because I posted this the other day, the whole Robbie's Law thing on my day. So it's whatever can go right, will go right if you choose to let it. Mm-hmm. And I already had a couple of people that's like, well, you know, doing with right. their, their yeah, but they all have yabbits disease. Yeah, but you can't, you know, it's like, right. you can if you choose, if right. you just choose. So. Yeah, no, turn it around. Oh, this has been <laughs> so fun. I want to keep going. But we're at the end and I want to, what would you say, like for me, you know, teaching these kids that I, you know, before they go to college, you know, wanting them to have these tools now, instead of waiting until they're, you know, in their thirties and they had to float through life and not know that they can dream bigger and, you know, have whatever they want, that everything's working for them, not to them, know how to empower their minds to think powerful thoughts that will take their life to the next level. What would you say, like, oh, just instill this one main thing is I think is so important. It's your life. 
it's your choices. Choose wisely. Nice. <laughs> simple as that. Why not? Right. It is simple. You know, if, That's if the you thing. Look, you know, one thing that I've really noticed with people now, you have a car, you sit in your car, you're going to go from point A to point B. You got this windshield that's like five, six feet wide, long, and what, three or four feet? It's right. a big, it's huge. you can't see why I'm doing this only big, because it's a big windshield. Right. Because that's where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a little thing about the size of my clicker thing here is your rear view mirror right there. Yeah. Now you're moving forward whether you want to or not, but you're moving forward. You can either choose to walk out the windshield and see where you're going and steer your car, or you can spend all your time looking in the rearview mirror. And what the heck is that going to do with your moving forward when you're spending all your time looking in the rearview mirror? Yes. Because ain't nothing going to happen that's going to help your future if you're sitting there looking in your past. You have to, whatever it is, let it go. And for the younger generation that you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's a challenge because they have a lot more peer pressure. I know my son's 20, <laughs> he's 23, 24, somewhere around there. And, right. you know, watching him grow up, the peer pressure that he went through, you know, it's tough. And it's like more nowadays that it seemed to be. But I think just, you know, if you just remember that it's your life and it's your choices to choose wisely and to choose what works for you in your heart, not what some other person or group of people think. I mean, my son even came home one day, dad, we need to change cell services. Why? Because, well, yeah, first he, yeah, it was like, I want, I need to get a new cell phone. It's like, why? Because everybody has the whatever. Oh, the newest, seven or, newest yeah. and greatest. Yeah. <laughs> Latest and yeah. greatest. And I had this old, thing, you know, and then it was like, you know, it was like, we need to change to T-Mobile or whatever. I'm like, what? And he goes, because all my friends have T-Mobile. And I'm like, oh, no, oh my God. But this is, this is the mentality. And this is it where is. there's so much focus on that. Totally. And it drives me crazy. And that's yes. why and I know you such... have kids and I know, I mean, you'd go through it with the brand of clothing and the, uh, right. all that kind of stuff. But I, I really think it is more now than it was. Oh, for sure. You know, back when, definitely. back when, when we were, we were, were younger. Kids. Oh, definitely. Oh, by far. I mean, it's just so much pressure. I mean, just the Instagram and the, all the yep. TikToks and all the things I see these kids doing and then having to keep up and, you know, that's a lot of pressure. And I then know. now with this Corona thing and this pandemic and the kids not having that and trying to make the most of it by doing probably more because they're so bored, then yep. it just kind of ripple effect. Anyway, okay, we need to wrap it up. I have my one of my sweet kids after this and I can't wait to empower them because you just inspired me. See, when you speak with someone that thinks the same way, this is why I love this podcast so much. It raises my vibration. Like I'm like on, I could fly like in the clouds because Isn't of that us. Awesome. Oh, I love it. It just puts me in this whole different place when I have this, when we can connect and you talk the same language and you know what works mm-hmm. and you know it like, it's just simple, you know, it's not hard. And to well, see what your life is like to- and, oh, you went? Next time I get to San Diego, I was just down there a few months ago for Abraham Hicks conference. Oh, oh, really? They, yeah. they had one even in the Corona. Well, it was. I guess it was. It was before a few months ago. Okay, was, before that, I remember when was, they had it, and I couldn't go, but it was right down the street from here, and I was wanting to go so bad. But I remember going there when I was in my, um, like late twenties, early thirties. I, yeah. I could. And I see, ran into Esther at the mall with the kids and they said, mom, you have to go see her. Go back, go back. So I did. And I said, hi, Esther. We love you. We're tapped and tuned in, turned on. <laughs> We're living in the vortex. And she was really fun to see. But anyway, oh, okay, RJ, we'll have to meet again and you'll have to come on again. And I know you're going to get ready to, are you putting a new podcast out? No, I don't really do podcasty stuff. No, I- I just but write you do books. your books, your books. I write books and I do voiceover. I do, I do audio book narrations for, I do a lot of audible, for, audible books for hypnosis and self-development and stuff for a lot of the other people. And uh, I enjoy it. Make yeah, a couple well, you have an amazing voice. 
Oh, and I've loved having you here so much. I'm so grateful that you got to come here with me and share your beautiful life and all of your wisdom and the light that shines through you is beyond. You're like this angel that came and you're right. You had the choice and you made the choice and now you're changing lives. And I'm just so grateful that I can meet you. And this podcast has brought us together and has lifted me higher. And I thank you for that. My pleasure. And I feel exactly the same way. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget, always look for the magic.